This week on Dueling Review, it's King of Spies number one from Image Comics. The world's greatest secret agent has six months to live. Does he die quietly in a hospital bed, or does he make up for a life of bad decisions? He's been propping up an unfair system for over 40 years. Now he knows where all the bodies are buried and has nothing to lose when he turns his guns on everyone who ever made a buck creating the mess we're in right now. All right, Matthew, should we do a... No. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I really... So here's the thing. Uh, there have been many, 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 many problems over the last couple of weeks about trying to get Previews World to get their act together so that we can see and so that most importantly, our dear listeners can see what's coming out next week and then they can vote on um, on a comic for us to review. Well, on I think it was Sunday, Saturday or Sunday of this past week, I noticed that Previews World... Uh, Diamond had updated their listing and I said, Hey, let's do this. I will put this out. Must've been on Sunday. I will put this out on Sunday afternoon and tell everybody to hurry up and vote. And we'll try to have the polling closed on Tuesday so that, uh, we can get that comic book secured and read and hopefully no one else grabs the comic to review. Well, again, I do the same thing that many of you do. I scroll down a list of comics and I'm like, Ooh, uh, from Image Comics, uh, there's this King of Spies. That sounds kind of cool. And it's a number one. So that makes it easy to get into. And so originally I was going to review that on the Major Spoilers podcast. But then by Sunday afternoon, it was clear. So I'd already read this last week. It was clear that everyone wanted us to review King of Spies. So I was like, huh, okay, I will move this to Dueling Review and pick something else for this week's Major Spoilers podcast. I ended up doing Yummy, A History of Desserts, uh, which is a really kind of fun kids book about the history of desserts. <laughs> and, uh, I just sat by quietly waiting for Matthew to explode because I didn't realize King of spies was written by Mark Miller of hmm. Miller world, you know, the Netflix company. Mm. You love this, didn't you, Matthew? This is something that, Oh, you want to write or you want to, you want to write reviews about this. For months and years going forward for our patrons over at patreon.com slash major spoilers exclusive king of spies, the complete series reviewed by Matthew Peterson for your pleasure. When you become a patron at the $10 level, patreon.com slash major spoilers. I think, um, honestly, what had happened was, uh, there may not be any more of this, honestly. I figure you're going to do five issues and then somehow he's going to yeah, option somebody's it. Yeah, somebody's going to, no, 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 no. He doesn't have to option it. Um, Netflix owns everything Mark Miller does. So okay, so Netflix this is going to be like, yep, this is a new TV series. Yes, this is a new TV series. Or more realistically, I think, looking back at it, this is, uh, for those people that like the Kingsman, mm -hmm. This feels like it's part of the Kingsman universe more than anything else. But yes, Netflix owns all of yeah. Miller world. And so they have the, the right of first refusal on anything that he publishes to be turned into a Netflix series. Yeah, but they don't own Kingsman. No, they don't. And that's why he said that yeah. this feels like it's more into the vein of Kingsman. And so yeah. that may be where he's putting it. And that's why maybe the name of the series is King of Spies. That I think was the missing piece for me of why is this not a Kingsman story? And you just put that in place for me. It's not a Kingsman story because this is Kingsman as done for his new corporate overlord. And 
as such, you know, I went through this. You may recall uh, years ago, I bought the first issue of Kingsman. Yeah, you wouldn't stop was, talking about it. I finally had to say, Matthew, like, oh, please. Terrible. Terrible. Please, Matthew, please, please stop reviewing this comic. I beg you. But no, you kept kept doing it. And then you were like, no. I also love Crossed. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to hang up now and I'm going to go to bed because I do not have to stand here and have my character assassinated like this. Oh, uh, speaking of assassinations, that's exactly what our title character is doing in this book. Page <sighs> after page of assassinations. In fact, so I was, so I'll be honest. I kind of told Matthew this uh, earlier. Uh, I wasn't, I usually, when I pick up a comic and you know, it looks somewhat interesting. I usually do not pay attention to who is writing and illustrating the comic. So I'm opening it up. I'm like, oh, okay, here's kind of a beefy burly guy. I kind of like the art. Uh, let me read through here. Here's a bunch of shooting and a bunch of explosions. I mean, this seems kind of excessive. And then the guy, the, our, our hero guy jumps off a roof as he's being shot at. And he lands on top of an ambulance inside mm-hmm. the ambulance is a woman who is delivering a baby. And then suddenly you see the crashing on top of the roof. And then all of a sudden the next panel is the baby shooting into the doctor's arms. And then I was like, what in the heck is this? And then the next shot is uh, the quote unquote hero character standing up and going, you might as well name him blah, 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 because that's who delivered him. And I was like, all right, who the heck wrote this? And then I flipped to the cover and I was like, oh, this is, this is Mark Miller. Oh, this makes perfect sense. And honestly, I don't really have anything against Mark Miller. Um, He writes what he wants to write and he's very popular and he got a lot of money and he's uh, his Miller world stuff is owned by Netflix. So he's got lots and lots of money. Uh, So, uh, you know, this isn't for me, but I, I appreciate what Mark Miller has done here. Uh, Turns out that the spy is now 60 years old and he's got cancer and he's about to die and he's going to go and take out all the people he protected over the years. So that's your setup. And I got to the end. bunch of people. Yeah. And so you kind of know where this is coming from. So I kind of checked out at the baby delivery scene, Matthew. I don't know where you checked out at, but that's kind of where I checked out on this comic. I really checked out when we, you know, we get to the moment, we do that huge big flashback thing. He leaves his allies dead and he runs away and he's like, Ah, shaken, not stirred. And then we, you know, we jump forward to today and he's vomiting blood in a sink. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. why? What is the, what is the point? You know, I honestly, what is it? The magic order. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like that. Series. I really I like enjoy that one the a magic lot. order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to Miller's uh, individual work, his, his, you know, self creator owned work, his creator owned work comes across as a more mean spirited Garth Ennis, which is to say, a slightly more cynical Warren Ellis, which is to say a slightly less wacky Grant Morrison. So it's like a fourth generation knockoff of something that I really like. And occasionally he'll have a moment where I'm just like, yes, this is awesome. This Mm -hmm. is way cool. Oh, this is, you know, this is something that's clever and it manages to combine, you know, your adventure or your comics or your, you know, your magical reality with, something more mundane with a more realistic take. And this is something that's basically like James Bond. And you're like, oh, well, James Bond is now old and sick and retiring. Yeah. Except his regular life is wilder than James Bond being Mm -hmm. a spy. Mm -hmm. So his spy life has to be turned up to 11 
where you know he's like, I'm gonna take this oxygen now and I'm gonna use it to destroy the people trying to kill me. Name the baby Roland. And I'm yeah. just like, no, no, I do not need to see this. And he's not drawn as Sean Connery. Oh no, uh, no, no, no. I mean, he's a big burly, beefy guy. Sean Connery is a big burly beefy. Sean Connery was a professional weightlifter. He was like a bodybuilder guy. And I'm just like, this feels like Connery's Bond played by Connery today, except with hair. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't necessarily need to see that. I, I feel like the real selling points for me are, it's not like some strange, it's not like Latveria. We're literally in Panama City killing General oh, yeah, Noriega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he meets the queen, and it's literally Queen Elizabeth. Now, on that's not as weird, because Queen Elizabeth's been queen for like 57 years. But, yeah, I don't know. We get to the end of this story, and one of the things that really bothered me about this is throughout the story, he's in this gentleman's club where some guy is, is being mean to his favorite waitress. Yeah, Tracksuit track mafia and, type. His his evening the odds, his taking the last three months of his life to do good involves murdering five men because they were rude to his favorite waitress. Well, not only that, but they were rude to the establishment of the gentleman's club in which they were at, in which gentlemen do not do that kind of stuff. So, you know, I get it. I understand, you know, your gentleman's club, you have you have rules, but well, yes. I don't necessarily know that being rude and uncouth and crude and saying stupid things like I'm going to buy the place and burn it down, you know, that's not necessarily to me a capital offense. But we're also not British, so we don't understand what a proper gentleman is is like. I'll and, have you uh, know that I'm 43% British. Yes, uh and 12% butterscotch ripple. Yes. Uh and so, uh you know, there may be some other Things that, you know, old school Britain being represented by uh, our, our friend Roland, and that is what Mark Miller is tapping into. And, you know, everything else that's wrong with the world represented by everything else in this comic. And this is the proper English gentleman going out and taking care of business, a proper gentleman's way, uh, murdering everybody bloodily on panel. But um, keep in mind that Mark Miller is Scottish. Yeah, but he's still got a very uh, British uh, sensibility. No, he doesn't. He hates the British. That's why he, he takes <laughs> well, so much. And that's maybe then maybe that's why he's doing it this way. Uh, but you can tell he has a love for James Bond in the way that he does Kingsman, because uh, he's saying, here's everything that I love about James Bond. I wish they would have gone to the next level with it. So, uh, yeah, but that's mm. that's kind of what that's kind of what this feels like is let's crank this up to the next level of what James Bond or secret sir, you know, MI six agents should be. Um, so I don't know. This is not for me. Uh, I really like the art a lot, mm -hmm. but the story wise, I can see the story, the, the bones of the story. <laughs> I'm going to go in and, you know, the British have mucked everything up for all these years and I was part of it. I'm going to go and teach those SOBs a lesson because of the way that they, they ended up mucking everything up and I'm there protecting them. I'm going to go and undo all of that, all that stuff that I, that I messed up years ago. I can get behind that idea as a story, but the execution is a little bit too much uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, there it, are going to be. It really be, is told at the top of its lung. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely going to be people who love this comic and I don't, um, 
I don't uh, think of you any less if you enjoy this comic. Uh, Mark Miller, in his mm-hmm. writing, is is oftentimes hit or miss with me. Uh, like you said, mm-hmm. the Magic Order, really, really good. Uh, yeah. I liked I liked the adaptation of um, what is it, Jupiter's Legacy? Is that the one that was mm-hmm. on Netflix? Uh, or yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, not Jupiter Ascending. Seconds. I always get I always get those two titles messed up. Uh, but Jupiter's Legacy, I really enjoyed how they adapted that to the screen, and I think he had some involvement in that. Uh, so I enjoyed that. But then there's other times like this that I don't like. Uh, I like Wanted. Uh, I enjoyed that, especially when it was like, oh yeah, we're traveling to multi dimensions and committing crimes there. Um, you know, I enjoyed that. But Mark Miller is very much like David Goyer for me. Sometimes David mm-hmm. Goyer hits it out of the park and I'm like, Oh my God, David Goyer wrote that. And then there's other times where I see something or read something that David Goyer has done. And I'm like, Oh my God, David Goyer did that. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel with this book is maybe the second of, of that reaction. Um, I agree that Miller and Goyer are on the same level, which is to say that both of them, I just roll my eyes and go, not this again. But, but that's the thing, right? You not, you don't know which Miller you're going to get. So you, so there is that, that rubbernecking comic book rubbernecking that kind of mm. goes on, not morbid. I won't say morbid curiosity, but I'll say comic book rubbernecking uh, I would, to absolutely. where, where you see this comic on the rack and you're like, oh, this is Mark Miller. Is this going to be the Mark Miller that I like, or is this going to be the Mark Miller that I hate? There's really only one way to find out. And that's to read the comic. Uh, and so I did. And this was the Mark Miller that I don't generally care for. I appreciate what he's doing. And I know that mm-hmm. there's a, I know that there's a lot of people who are going to love yeah, really, this really comic. big this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I can think of a dozen me. people who are going to love this comic and who are going to tell me, oh my God, you totally have to read this. And I think for me, the big problem is that Miller and you know, Miller, I think, gets this from Ellis. And, you know, I can't read Ellis's work anymore either. But it's that thing of how do we make this outrageous and buzzworthy? Because the elevator pitch here, the whole what if James Bond, but old and now mad and deciding that he's going to use the last three you know, years of his life or three months of his life to kill all the people that he saved. That's a pretty solid pitch. Yeah. In fact, here's know? the here's the pitch that Image Comics said, hey, if you're a comic book owner, uh, here's the register pitch to get people to read this. An action-adventure story that's part spy thriller, part revenge rampage, James Bond meets John Wick. Yep, that's exactly what this is. In the absolute expected way that you would say that goes. And honestly, there are sequences in here where I was like, oh my gosh, that's really well done. That first mm-hmm. point where... The bad guys are in the gentleman's club and Roland gets up and he's like, I say, and then he passes out and he has a seizure and then he finds Mm -hmm. out he has a glioblastoma. Mm -hmm. That's really well done. I feel like that's put together really well. And from the perspective of just looking at this art, Mateo Scalera, who draws really good art. Yeah. Really good. Mateo did um, some hit girl with uh, Miller previously. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I want to say that Mateo took over when Yildare Sinar left uh, Dynamo 5 a million years ago. But either way, if you're going to buy this book, I think you should buy it for the images. You should buy it for the pictures, yeah, because when really words pretty. get involved, 
Yeah, when words get involved, it's just, it's too, there's a reason why we make fun of Spinal Tap when, you know, when Nigel is like, this one goes to 11. The reason we make fun of that is because it was meant to be a moment to be mocked. And I think that some people, not mentioning any names called Mark Miller, take it as a challenge, take it as a, a mission statement. We are going to turn this up to 11. This is going to be everything that you like about, you know, let's James say Bond and John James, Wick. Yeah. And right. James, James Wick, Wick yeah. John Bond. It, it's, it's Jim John Bond Wick turned up to 11. And it's just. Did you ever read Nemesis? Uh, I Nemesis believe I have. was the that's one. Another was, Mark Miller one. Yeah. That's the one that's basically Mark Miller's Batman with blood and guts. Nemesis yes, makes I, me nauseous. Nemesis yes. is gross. That's that's the white suited Batman that killed the mayor on the first issue or something. Yeah, white Batman. Yeah. And then you also get into um, Super Crooks, which is that whole thing where it's like, hey, a bunch of washed up crooks. Super Crooks came out at almost the same time as Nemesis, and it was it was good Mark Miller mm-hmm. as opposed to evil Mark Miller. And I feel like Miller like works in pairs when you have the Magic <laughs> Order, Doctor Jekyll, which and is Mr. good. Hyde. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Miller and Mr. Mark. But oh man, this this book was a a a, a trial for me. I feel like I've I've had not the best week and so ending my week uh, metaphorically speaking because Fridays basically I don't do anything. Uh ending my week with a Mark Miller story is just one of those moments where I feel like Sisyphus and I need to get that rock back up to the top of the hill again and oh man i was just not not prepared for Here, here's the for thing this. that's that's why i said i warned you on tuesday i warned you on tuesday i said hey it's uh it's a mark miller comic no you literally said hey it's dot 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 and then stop no talking. no because i was trying to i was trying to t- give you a hint as to what my early review of it and it was literally Hey, it's King's it's a uh, King of Spies and it's by Mark Miller and it's uh, uh yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, I can't wait till you read this. Uh was I think mm. almost my word for word uh delivery there. But here's yeah, the it's thing. A comic book. Here's the thing. As much thing. as I did not care for this comic book. If I'm going to give this a meatloaf rating, I'm actually mm. going to give it four and a half slices of meatloaf. Now, before you gasp and say, but how can this be? You just said you didn't like the comic. I said this comic wasn't for me. I said that there's a number of people who are going to love this comic. Now, this isn't Holy War, right? This isn't this isn't Holy War. Didn't he also do do that? Uh, that uh, oh no, Holy, Holy Terror is the one that you're that I'm thinking. That of. was Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Okay. Here's yeah, the thing. It's Mark Miller's big brother. If we look at this, is the art really good? If we just judge it based on the quality of the art and the colors, wow, the art and colors in this are fantastic. This is written by Mark Miller. Is this written in a way of what you expect from Mark Miller? Yes, this is totally written by Mark Miller. You can tell just in the opening pages that this is a Mark Miller joint. And so because of this, he's writing to the people that know what Mark Miller, he's, he's giving people what they want, which is this version of Mark Miller. And so because of that, you got to give it kind of a high score there. Now, is the story good? I mean, it's a revenge story. It's got James Bond, John Wick. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of works that way, too. 
Is it for me? No, totally not for me. But I can see from a, from a just true Mark Miller setting out to turn this up to 11, if that's mm-hmm. what he intended to do, he achieved that. And so I got to give the book some high stars just because it seems to accomplish what it set out to do. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. I agree. And, I mean, if I were going to meet Lofit, I would go at least three and a half because of the beauty of the art and the, the dynamics. And, you know, really the, the, um, the compactness of the storytelling. The mm-hmm. fight in the mm-hmm. men's room mm-hmm. Super goes fast. fast. It feels yeah. like a fight in a men's room. It feels like, you know, the comic book like equivalent a movie. Of, yep. of Daredevil running down that hallway and fighting Ninja and Ninja and Ninja in that hallway that, you know, that first, what was that first episode of Daredevil? It felt like that. And it's really, really well done. I mean, the cover is gorgeous. Usually mm-hmm. there's a couple of different Miller co- does covers. not Which have you great at? covers. Uh, I'm looking at the blood smear union Jack oh, with yeah, his yeah. cigarettes okay. and his yep, bullets and his, uh, yeah, that, his that feels very Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips covers. Yes. And if I saw that on the stands, I would immediately pick that up and look at it until I saw his name under the title. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't I'd look. Pause. I was all taken in by the art and I saw King of Spies. I was like, well, I know what the title is. I don't have to, I, I'm reading this book. And then I read it and then I was like, who wrote this? And I saw Mark Miller. And I was like, oh, okay. This yeah. makes perfect and, sense. I agree with you. You know, a, a book not being for us is not indicative of its quality, you know? And I hate it when you go on the internet and somebody's like, this book is trash. Okay, what's wrong with it? I didn't like it. Okay, well, that that's great, Junior. Um, but yeah, this is a well-done comic book. And if you are into that Mark Miller oeuvre, that Mark Miller aesthetic, that Mark Miller uh, je ne sais quoi, if you will, then this book is going to hit all your sweet spots. This is pure Miller. This is the four loco of Miller. This is, you know, undiluted six-point Miller, the kind that you have to drive into Canada to buy when you live near the border and you pick up some fireworks and, you know, I don't know, some illegal pills, whatever it is you get in Canada. I'm from Kansas, you know, we're landlocked, so I don't know anything about anything. But I didn't like it, but that doesn't mean it's not good. It means it's just, not for me, for us. It's not for, we're, yes. you know, we're not, we're and, not the target this, audience here. So here's the thing, as I'm doing some, uh, live research, uh, because I don't really do any other research beyond here's my gut reaction to this. Cause I think that's what people want. Yeah. Research this, takes time. It takes this tools. graphic novel. Uh-huh. This book, this series is mm-hmm. actually an adaptation of the Netflix property. So this is going to be a Netflix movie or a Netflix series. And oh. this is the comic book adaptation of that. So this isn't the other way this around. Is this isn't the comic book movie. This is already oh. in, this is already in the works. And Mark oh. Miller says uh, in, in a quote, we've been quietly working on this for a couple of years in house and we're all buzzing about it. Uh, the, the spy world was very good to us with Kingsman and a return to the genre has to be something special. Uh, that oh, is this oh. project. Uh, let's see if he goes on. So, um, yeah, so yeah, they've they've been working on this as a TV series movie in-house with uh Miller World and Netflix Productions and this mm-hmm. is just the graphic novel adaptation of that. I think very much like Magic Order was. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So this hey, I'm yeah, I might even go 4.75 just because of that since this is an adaptation. This is like a 63. This is this is Mark Miller's 2001 a Space Odyssey where 
uh, movie, <laughs> the movie was actually the thing that was supposed to be first. And then they needed, uh, Arthur C. Clarke to do some stuff, uh, to do some consulting on it. And then they were like, well, would you just write the novelization of the movie? And Arthur C. Clarke was like, yeah, sure. No problem. And so Arthur C. Clarke wrote 2001, a space odyssey. And because of uh, Kubrick delays on getting the movie done because of all the special effects that he crammed them all into the movie, the book mm-hmm. actually came out before the movie could. So everyone thought that the movie was an adaptation of the book, but in reality it was the other way around. This is Mark Miller's 2001, a space odyssey. And with that, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, that is the mm-hmm. comic for this week. Now we have to figure out what we're going to do next week. Matthew, how are we going to figure that out? Well, at some point, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, it's, it's maybe Saturday. Now. It's already there now. It already You go to Major Spoilers Patreon page. And what you do when you're at Patreon page is that you tell your daughter to be quiet. And then you click on patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You choose. You'll see a list. It's a big list. You'll choose from that list a, a comic that you want us to read. Maybe something warm and comforting to get us past the the existential angst that is a Mark Miller comic. Maybe something friendly. Maybe like Opus the Penguin. I don't know. Something don't that doesn't make me want to open a vein with a shrimp fork. I, I don't think that there are individual Opus comics. Uh, just as a reminder, we don't do trade paperbacks. We don't do reprints and we don't do collections of comics on dueling review. That's what the third segment of the major spoilers podcast is about. However, we might next week from DC comics review Batman 89, number four, Batman number 118, Batman urban legends of volume one, number one. Uh, Let's see. What other Batman titles do we have next week? Uh, Oh, Uh, there's that's, that's it. There's the Robins. Robins number two comes out next week. Super. And then all the rest is, looks like it's uh, Superman suicide squad. And, that's it. Oh, some uh, Crush and Lobo as well. If you're in probably Shazman. Yes. So uh, let's take a look at the stuff that's on the previewsworld.com website. Uh, as a reminder to people that have been following the Dueling Review saga for the mm-hmm. last, I don't know, couple of months, uh, a couple of weeks, uh, Diamond Month, had week their height seven. sacked by some ransomware jerks, and they're slowly getting everything put back together. And so they're very hit or miss on getting their upcoming releases. Maybe they listened to the last week's dueling review and said, yeah, we really need to get our a couple of weeks ago, get our stuff together. And so we now for your pleasure, have all of the comics coming out next week, December 8th, 2021 from boom studios. We have basilisk number five, Buffy, the last vampire slayer. Number one, we also have magic, the gathering number nine, which a couple of people were really looking forward to over at dark horse comics. We have Daisy number one. That's a five issue miniseries, And then we have a bunch of trade paperbacks and, uh, collected issues over at dynamite entertainment. We have James Bond, him number three or him arrows. Oh, it's him arrows, Matthew. Uh, him arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine what that's going to be like. Imagine Mark Miller getting his hand on him arrows. Uh, we also have Nick's number two, red Sonia number four and Vampyverse number four IDW publishing a very small week from them next week. Uh, they have G.I. Joe, a real American hero, 288 Star Trek mirror war data. Number one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, best of shredder. Number one, that's a collection. So don't, don't vote for that one. Cause we won't review it. And also a uh, transformers wreckers tread and circuits. Number three, uh, there's your, there's a uh, mostly all of your Hasbro stuff. Uh, image comics next week has a thing called truth. Number two cross a crossover number 10. Matthew enjoys that series. The good Asian mm-hmm. number seven. Fantastic series. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not reading the good Asian, you are missing out. 
Also, we have, uh, what else do we have? Post-Americana, number seven, the final issue there. Two Moons, number seven. And What's the Farthest Place from Here, number two. Over at Marvel Comics. And before I get into the Marvel Comics, just a word of caution and a word of warning for everybody who's voting for comics. Please make sure when you click on the link to go to this list that your cache is cleared because I think somebody was looking at a list from a couple of weeks ago and a lot of people jumped on board the bandwagon and said, yes, we would all love for you to review Hawkeye. Uh, um, uh, what's her face? Uh, number one. And I was like, well, first of all, that comic came out a couple of weeks ago. And number two, I already reviewed it on the major spoilers podcast. So that comic, I don't see it anywhere on this list. The only thing that I can think of is that somebody's cash wasn't cleared. And when they clicked on the link, it took them to a comic from a comic list from about a month ago. So just be aware of that. Look at the very top of that list. Make sure it says the next week's comics that are coming out. Marvel comics next week, final issue of amazing fantasy. Number five, we didn't even get to 15 issues, Matthew. How the heck is oh. Spider-Man going to have his moment in the sun if we can't even get to Amazing Spider-Man number 15? Uh, let's see. We do have Captain America number, uh, Captain America Iron Man number one, a five-issue miniseries there. The Death of Doctor Strange, oh, Blade two, number two one. Two characters who need some, some experience. You know, teaming them up like that is a good way to make people interested in new characters. I know, right? It's very exciting. Get people uh, interested in a yeah. new number one. I wonder what this Iron Man guy is all about. I don't know. He probably steams your shirt and squashes ants and puts the creases in your pants. Uh, Devil's Reign, number one, comes out next week. Fantastic Four Life Story, number five. That's the penultimate issue there. Inferno, number three, the penultimate issue of that. We also have Silk, Out of the Spider-Verse, trade paperback, volume three. Hmm, okay. Uh, Star Wars, number 19. Star Wars, Crimson Reign, number five. Crimson Reign. (laughs) I pull my mouth away from the microphone. Crimson Reign. Uh, different kind of rain. <laughs> Get it? X, X-Men Legends number nine comes out from Marvel Comics in all the rest category. Oh, it's not Bloom County, but there is a Bloom number four. There's also Crimson Cage number one. There's also Lunar Room number one. Lunar for a minute, I was for a minute. And maybe this is just because of paper shortages and stuff. I was going to make the comment that I don't think we have seen any of the, um, you know, the multi variant covers like we used to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who has Lunar Room number one, but you want to take a guess at how many variant covers there are, Matthew? Uh, well, the moon is far away, so I'm going to say nine. There are seven. Uh, and these are not these are not like nude variant, nude wraparound cover. These are legitimate, mm. like five to one mm. incentive, 10 to one incentive, 50 to one incentive. Emanuela Lupacino, 100 to one incentive. Yeah, the there is a um, Wolf Deluxe Foil 100 to 1 incentive cover, all for $3.99. Uh, let's see. We also have Rush number 1. That's a second printing. We won't review that. But uh, hopefully that one gets up to uh, issue 2112, because that would be awesome. Uh, no, also it's Space actually Corps. about Rush Limbaugh. So oh, man. Sorry. It's only going to get up to 74. <laughs> man, that is... Oh, man, that's horrible. Uh, Space Corps, number one, and Wolven Heart, number nine. Those are just some of the comics coming out next week for the complete list. Make sure you head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Click on that link for the complete rundown. Cast your vote. We will be back next week to review the comic that has the most votes, and maybe you will get to hear Matthew say... How had she gotten herself involved with that slimy weasel Rococo? And how do I make my voice...
This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.